Welcome to Season 3 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations with the mad scientist and myself as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again with another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And this episode is bought by the match sponsors for the 2021 South Carolina sectional. Blazon Apparel, Akai Custom Guns, and Brazos Customs. These are all the match sponsors for the upcoming sectional. But as we always do, you know, we got to introduce who we are. So, of course, I am your host, Michael Woodland, for the M-W Tactical Podcast. And sitting across from me is the one and only, my buddy, the encyclopedia for competition shooting, the mad scientist himself, Dave. <laughs> What's going on, Dave? What's going on, Mike? Some, sometimes I, I feel like I... Uh... I don't know. When you message me and ask questions about gun stuff, I feel like I, I, I get too carried away and technical with everything. <laughs> nah, but that's I, my job, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I look at it like um, more of instruction because if you give too little, it's going to be searching for more. But if you give too much, that's probably what the other side is looking for. You know, well, I don't know. I got I got a lot of a lot of knowledge in there to share, and I'm welcome to share and help help any way I can. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about the North Carolina State match. You know, because last week we said we was going to build up from where we left off at. That's right. Yeah, after we left off on Area Six. Correct, and. The next match we actually did was the North Carolina State match. So I wanted to go ahead and start it off with giving you the opportunity to state what did you think about the match? How did you come into it? And what was your game plan? Uh, all right. So I really enjoyed the match to start off with. Um, I really had a great time. It's It's one of these matches that is run like our style, like like we're going to do the South Carolina section match coming up in 2021, uh, like Georgia has done some of their matches. It was the half-day format kind of thing where you can shoot AM or PM squatting, very small squads. You shoot a whole level two match in, in half a day. And um, I, I've never been to this range before, and it's not really that far from us. It was, uh, what did it take, like two and a half hours to drive there, was it? I'd say about two hours. Two hours? Yeah, it wasn't far. And um, I've never been to the range, but it was a very nice facility. And they're actually hosting the Area 6 match next year. So we get to go back um, for that as well. Um, I didn't have a, like a, I don't know, a, a specific plan going into the match. I just, um, I wanted to shoot my game and I ended up, uh, ended up second overall um almost won the thing i think I, I came in second by like less than half a percent or something almost won the match overall which i was i was really happy about 
I shot a lot of points. Um, and that the the way the bays were set up, the stages were they weren't very large. There was a couple of bays that we had some pretty big stages, but the majority of them were were kind of small. But they still allowed for uh, or, or the designs of the stages were still kind of technical. Some of them, you know, had a couple different swingers and different activator sequences on the same stage. It was interesting. It was um, it was a it was a real fun match. We shot it very quickly. I think we we shot it in the morning and we were done by man. I want to say it was like eleven thirty. We were finished and we went and got some lunch. Um, I don't know if it was that early or not, but I think they did a really great job running the match. And we, my squad actually started on stage one, which was on bay one. And we worked all the way, we, you know, we shot all the way down to the last stage, stage 10. And they actually had um, some guys with golf cars there to drive us back all the way back up to the range. And they just dropped me off right at my truck. I felt like a rock star shooting that match, man. <laughs> It was awesome. I went down, shot the whole, shot the whole match in like two, two and a half hours. It felt like. Right. They drove me back to the truck. I packed my stuff up and left. And went to lunch. <laughs> it was great. I really enjoyed it. Like you know, um, I went into the match. I don't know what took place. Was it? Did I, I think I? Oh yeah. What it was was the weekend before. I shot a local match up in Spartanburg and I got DQ'd at that match. So, uh, the trigger deal. Yeah, because of the light trigger. And I came into the North Carolina State match with low confidence and I was thinking too much instead of just performing. And everybody was telling me, just do you, just do you. You know, you got it, you got it. But yeah, well, that's easier said than done. Sometimes. Yeah, and that's what it is. And I was just more terrified of getting a dq at a higher level match and then too you know me and lucky had the bet going on and i was like okay I, I can't afford to let him win another one you know so i have to win this one um but like i said i went into it with low confidence and the first stage it literally showed and everybody said it to me it was only three people but they came up to me and they was like you're shooting way too conservative, right? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, first stage jitter, you know, I'm trying to play it off. And got to the second stage, and the second stage was, um, I think you were sitting back watching that one. I watched a couple. Yeah, I think you was watching that one. And that was the one where the, um, it was a Hunter HD Gold stage. And it had the swinger, whereas you hit shoot the two stills, the paper, and then the swinger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a fun stage. I like that one. Yeah, that was a fun stage. So as soon as I did that one, whatever I told myself or whoever said what to me, because normally um, before a match, I got to get words from Wally. I got to get words of encouragement from Wally. And it seems like every time I get words of encouragement from Wally, I have the best match ever. <laughs> and um, Did you talk to him before that? No, I didn't. Before that stage? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But whoever said something to me or whatever I was thinking, it put me right back into my, my game mode. And I went into that stage smoking. You know, the only thing I was just waiting on that swinger for one shot because I didn't want to leave because I wasn't 
confident on the swinging um, cadence. Yeah, that one of them was pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that first one was. So um, I went ahead and I caught it on the second one, came around the corner, shot the um, one or two that was behind that barrel, and then that two, other swinger, yeah. yeah, that other swinger, I put one shot on it, and then all of a sudden I had a malfunction. Started mm-hmm. racking the slide, hitting, um, doing sports, pulled the trigger, nothing. All right, racked the slide again. Rounds are coming out, pointed it, and I was like, "Oh man, something happened." Changed the magazine, you know. Racked the slide, same thing, nothing, nothing, nothing. Crap, yeah. I didn't. Re- yeah, and then I turned around. Oh, and, I I um, do remember seeing that now. I remember yeah. seeing that. And um, so I went ahead, and I'm sitting there. It's about two minutes now. I'm still trying to fix it. And I was like, what is going on here? This never happened before. Right? That was the... Uh, it was a squib. Squib. Yeah, yeah I remember that one now. Round got enlarged into the barrel. So um, luckily, it swelled up the barrel, whereas it wouldn't put it back in the battery. It so, was very close. I remember it now. It yeah. was almost chambering another round. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> It was you and I, we went to the um, safe area and I was so upset. You was like, get the magazines, get the magazines. <laughs> Cause I was about to put them on the table. Oh God. Yeah. You were about to get DQ'd right there in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went ahead and just tossed them into the cart and came back and I was like, oh my goodness, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. I did. I looked around. I, I was getting kind of loud and I shouldn't have right? because other people were hearing me and started to look and almost saw you put magazines on the same table <laughs> so, oh crap yeah so um then like when the ro's was coming over to me with the score pad you know the one female ro she kept stating that um she was like yeah you only missed one target you only missed one target and it didn't register in my mind that i did hit the one swinger one time but i only got the two mics and failure to engage on that one target yeah so it ended up not really being that big of a deal you were standing there fighting with the gun for a long time yeah but your time had already stopped like you didn't fire a shot after that so it didn't you know your stage time was still pretty decent yeah yeah so it was um it was something and it literally took me going to the next stage to get the mindset to say okay it didn't hurt me that bad because I had to remember a conversation you and I had about points before. And then when I started doing the calculation of points, I was like, oh, I'm in a better position than I thought I was. You know, so. Um, yeah, well, so it's only like a 20 point penalty or something for that. Yeah, it wasn't much. The whole deal. Much. So I was like, okay, I'm still. It's like two targets. It. Yeah. So um, let's take a quick commercial break, come back into it, and then I'll tell you about the rest of the North Carolina state match that took place. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. 
JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Here we go. Um, coming back into it. So the next stage was the first stage going around that bin. Because you remember how you said you had um, stage one, and I think it was the first three that you had to go around that deep corner. So yeah, yeah. the next stage was the first stage around the deep corner. It was the, the more open bay, whereas a lot of people ran that one kind of different with that center shot. Some people ran up on it. Some people took it back from the start position. Yeah, that one was interesting. It was very big bay. Yeah, it was, it was um, very, very big stage. And um, after that stage, that's when it, it hit me like, oh, okay, I'm still in a good position. And then um, me and Lucky, because we was on the same squad, Lucky kept talking to me and he kept saying like, hey man, look, you're still in it, right? And you got to do this, you got to do that. And next thing you know, you're going to inch your way back into it. So um, by then, by the time he started talking to me, I had already came to that conclusion, right? But one thing was Lucky, he stayed in my ear the whole match. Like, hey man, put your best foot forward, you know, let's do this, you know, come on, do this for this. And like, he, he was like words of encouragement for the match. Did, and, did that help you? Did it help you kind of stable out? Uh, yes and no. The yes reason was because even though there was a friendly competition amongst us, he wasn't already beating the horse that was already down. You know, he was like, okay, let me help you get back on your feet. Oh, right? yeah, let man. Me, let, me, let me give you these words of encouragement. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I can respect that because even like when I was in high school um, playing basketball, I was still that type person. I wouldn't talk smack to you unless you was at the top of your game i wouldn't play you hard unless you was at the top of your game because i want you to play hard against me this sure well that's we're doing it for fun that's the only way it's fun when it's yeah you know, exactly you're competing at 
you know, the level that you are, if you have some stupid malfunction or something yeah. crazy so happen. Then. The best part about that whole match was um, I ended up inching my way back into the fight. It came down to stage one and literally lucky got me by less than 0.01 percent point oh one point oh it was that close that is really close i wasn't i wasn't that close to first i was uh yeah. but like i said it was half, it was a good percentage. match that's it, crazy it yeah. was a good match and we both were sitting there saying like yo this is something that should have been like recorded and televised and like made it into like a little tv <laughs> show like don't give up the fight and all this and that so um that would have been a cool reality show yeah that would that would have been really cool then turned around and um he ended up winning that one so that one put him ahead and it was five four however it went um fast forward to the day because we didn't shoot another match together no i think we did we did the georgia state match and um i ended up getting him on the georgia state match but the way it turned out was even if we went into toys for tots as it was, it would have either ended in a tie or it would have ended him winning. So when we took the CRO course, we had to build three stages for the CRO, CRO course. And he was like, yo, let's do this because if you happen to win this, then um, we're going into toys for tots for a tie. But if not, you know, I won. <laughs> so I didn't have, like none of my correct gear with me. I didn't have a knee brace on. I didn't have my spike shoes on. Um, I just went for the class. So I wasn't yeah. in game mode. Yeah, yeah. So we went ahead, we did it. And literally, once again, Lucky got me by one point. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. It was, it was that close. And I was like, holy cow. Bro, that's, you know, yeah. But uh, Derek Hernandez, he made up um, a good point. He was like, if it would have been four stages, right? It would have been a good competition, but by being three stages and the way the points were stacked up with targets and all that, it really wasn't one that you really want to call a, a good competition. Yeah. Three like, stages isn't enough to, yeah, but so it like, is fun for the game, whatever. Yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> so what we decided to do was going ahead and calling lucky um, one, the match through the season. And then when we go into toys for tots, it's another bragging rights match right there okay yeah toys so, for um, tots championship but one thing lucky failed to realize is i got home court advantage i'm bringing mm -hmm. yeah. a squad of people who are gonna also donate toys and watch the match so i might get them to heckle him or something <laughs> during the match. <laughs> did you um did you design a stage for the match yes or no? actually me yeah. and miss linda we talked about it um all the stages that I send to you to proof um, before I do anything with them, yeah. I send those to Ms. Linda also. So like, you know, y'all can share them amongst all the other match directors in the area and people can use them for the match. But she actually hit me up last night and she asked me for the stage that I designed for the CRO class and then just make a, a few minor tweaks with it. And they was going to use it during the match because I thought she said she was going to use another one of my stages you know and um the okay toys cool for Tots, um, stage that i did that was the one i did back in april when i first um signed up for the cro course 
but when I sent it to you, you was the one that said, don't make no corrections because when you go through the course, um, you're going to learn um, how to make it good and what to look for and everything. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the course. You, right. you know, if there are issues with the, with the design, that's part of what, what they do in the class, they bring it up, and, right. you know, show you what to look for and teach you how to move stuff around or whatever. But, yeah. but I found it um, very interesting overall. So the, the class, it did open my mind a little bit more when it comes to stage designs. And I do oh, see yeah, what yeah. you said about definitely. Like I went back and looked at all the stages I designed. And every time when you keep telling me like, man, you love riding that 180. Don't you? <laughs> you do. You definitely do. I, I see it now. <laughs> see okay, it now. good. <laughs> good. But, um, but like I said, um, I do believe that class actually did spike my interest more to get more into stage designing and like i said i'm really looking forward to the south carolina sectional where i will be actually doing cro duties so yeah well there used to be a, a lot more stage design stuff in that class that's kind of what it was what the class is for hmm. to get you more involved in the stage designing and in knowing how a stage should be set up and run because as a, a chief range officer on a stage, you have your range officers that are essentially working for you. So, you, you know, you, you were the one responsible for that stage running properly and safely. Um, so, you know, it, it, the point of the class is to get you more involved in that and stage design. So you can pick out possible problems, you know, that could come up you know, as shooters are coming through or whatever, but I enjoyed it too. It's, it's a good class. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I really did enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed the challenging aspect with arbitration because I did not understand tough. how arbitration played out. But of course, when we went through the class, it was broken down as to, okay, this just happened. This is what you got to do. This is your time window. Now, this is what y'all got to do. <laughs> and that made it fun. But we didn't know half the stuff going into the arbitration because we broken down into teams. Yeah. And when we realized it was um, another portion, like who said what, who did what, and what the RO said compared to what the um, other competitors said, we didn't get that portion of it from the start. So it kind of took us a longer route and we we foobarred it <laughs> you know but <laughs> listening to the other two um teams that did it they actually got the gist of who did what who said what and it made everything make more sense so but one thing i did discover on that portion of the class is i don't want to be no parts of an arbitration <laughs> No, it's not fun. Some, but I mean, it's good that it's there as, you know, an option for the shooter when, when something crazy comes up. I, I was actually involved in one of the arbitrations uh, at a Georgia's sectional match a couple of years ago. Right. And it's, you know, usually it's not too bad if you got a good team you're working with. Um, you just have to figure out the details, figure out the facts and, and, and what actually happened and, um it's not fun um no one wants to 
you know, cost a shooter a match or, or placement or, or whatever, you know, whatever's going on. But that's part of the game is range officers. I mean, that's, that's what, what we have to do. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage anybody who is an RO right now, take the time to try to get the CRO class. It is very beneficial. I think it is at least. I learned a lot. And even when I was an RO, I took an RO class in Myrtle Beach one year. A year later, I did the RO class again. And it was like what I was thinking, because, of course, the first time I went into the course, it was the fire hose to my mouth. And I didn't grasp everything <laughs> that I was supposed yeah. to grasp. But that's why, like, a lot of times when I'd be on the range, I was always asking a lot of questions. So between Jenny, Wally, you, Tom, and Miss Linda, you know, I was always asking y'all all the questions. And the second time I went to the RO class, that filled in those blanks. Whereas now I know what to do, where to look, and how to handle those questions that I possibly had. Yeah, I mean, they, you cover a lot in, in the basic RO course, but you still are not going to know everything. Uh, it really, a lot of it, you know, you get a, a good understanding of, of how the matches run, how the stages are run and what you're supposed to do, but it really takes some, some effort and getting out there and actually running stages, running the timer. Yeah. Um, and, and these unique situations that pop up, you're not going to see them at every match. It's just, you know, sometimes some weird stuff happens and that's, that's where the experience, you know, comes from and, and you learn, you know, how to, how to address those situations. Right. But like I said, um, overall great class, actually what actually ended up taking place with me at area six with that one stage, whereas it didn't activate and the RO told me you got to activate it. Um, I actually gave that video to the instructor and I told him, um, if y'all want to use it for um, learning, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. So, what was that? T tell me that again. I don't remember that. You had an okay. activator that didn't work. Yeah, I thought I told you about this. And well, I put you the video may, you, on Instagram and have. Facebook I'm also. Sure. So, what actually ended up taking place at Area Six? There was one stage that I was on, and it was a prop in the stage, whereas you had to hit the PVC pipe with your hand to activate the swinger. Yeah, I remember that one. I actually have a scar on my knee that will be there forever from that <laughs> activator. <laughs> so what happened with me i hit the activator with my hand and the pvc pipe came from under the table away from the prop and i'm sitting there you. hitting the table with my hand i'm looking at the ro but i'm waiting for him to say stop because the prop wasn't activated his command to me was you got to activate it buddy and i'm you sitting did, there you did tell me that i remember yeah. that now I'm sitting there looking. I was about to say something, but then I was like, no, finish the course of fire and then present your argument. So I went ahead and, you know, shot at the target, even though it wasn't swinging. And then I went in and I finished it. And then they gave me the commands. And then once I put it in the holster, I told them, hey, because that target didn't activate that you should have yelled stop back there. And that was an automatic reshoot. Yeah, the stage is broken. Yeah, but <laughs> their argument was during their um staff meeting 
because it kept happening the day before that it was the shooter's responsibility to activate the target. And I was like, I can't physically stop the match, fix the prop to activate. That's <laughs> no. a disadvantage <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know? You're going to run so, out there and yeah. put your wrench in your back pocket that you carry with you all the time. And... Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, the RO, he kept trying to argue with me, trying to make it sound like it was my fault. And I was like, well, get the match director, you know, get whoever, but I'm talking yeah. to somebody. And then it just happened to be Manny. <laughs> and Manny was so nonchalant about it. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a reshoot. Okay, yeah. And then next thing you know, he walked back to the um, four-wheeler, came back with a um, power drill, and he fixed it. And it didn't happen again. <laughs> yeah, Manny understands that stuff. I don't know why some ROs get that way sometimes, man. Well, I mean, I wasn't I mad at the RO for anything. Um, I was just more along the lines of, he was probably a new CRO and, you know, just taking commands instead of interpreting what was stated in association with the rules. He was just running with whoever said what, because yeah, he probably yeah, had knowledge than him, you know, and could I be. didn't hold it yeah. against them or anything, but, and I was just like, this is where understanding the sport and having knowledge with the rules played a sure. part. Sure. Oh, definitely. If you didn't know, know that i mean you would have just went along with what he said yeah uh, you know yeah potentially if you were in the runnings for you know first place in your division or whatever it could have cost you that right so yeah Yeah, understanding the rules and and knowing you know when you can you know address stuff like that's great i think i was on a good squad because the squad was the main one arguing for me you know and um I had my, Mark Crowder, who was the match director for East Alabama Gun Club. He was on the squad, and it was one or two people from that area in Alabama. And but pretty much the whole squad was all vocal for me. And but they didn't get belligerent or anything like that towards the RO. They didn't gang up on them. But you know they just all kept well, telling good. me like, "Hey, you have nothing to worry about." You know, everybody's seen it, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And then, uh, well, that that's good too because that's why we have our chain of command. Right. Um, there's no if the RO and and the shooter disagree, that's fine. Um, then you go to the CRO, and if there's still a disagreement, then you go to you know you keep going up up the ranks from there until someone is making the final decision on it. There's no reason to argue with anyone, yeah, exactly. which I think is great. But some you know some people are how they are and they still you know want to get upset about it and raise their voice or whatever but it doesn't need to be that way yeah but yeah like i said um but it was another learning lesson something to put in the toolkit yeah yeah definitely when i put that video up i didn't put it up out of spite i put it up for a learning lesson for other people you know like and that was a two-way learning lesson so if you are one who's interested in becoming an ro okay um what should have what should this RO have done to make the match more beneficial, you know, according to the rules? Uh, if you're looking at it from a shooter who is coming into USPSA and they're shooting a division, okay, yeah. keep your what cool. What do you do in that situation? Yeah. yeah. Keep your cool, wait to the end, because anything you because if I would have stopped, put the gun in my holster, and you know, once he would have said, okay, show clear. I wouldn't have got the reshoot because I stopped and the RO didn't stop me. Right. You know, so 
and it's just a learning lesson all around. Yeah. Yep. Definitely beneficial to understand the rules. There are a lot of them, um, which, which is good. I mean, because it gives you a clear cut, you know, idea of, of how, how to approach situations like that. Yeah. So one thing else about North Carolina um, match I want to talk about, it seemed like it went fast. It was great stages, I, yeah. but it wasn't like we was there all day. No, we definitely weren't. Yeah, when we left there, we all went to that fantastic restaurant that when you first told me about it, I was like, I don't know, Dave. And I, <laughs> well, I went there and ate, I didn't I know like, either. But <laughs> I didn't know the first time I went either. But I, I think I, I at least we at least ate there twice, if not three times that weekend over we there. The place was great. I think you and Jason <laughs> ate there three times because I only ate there once. Cause yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a very picky eater, and I'm not big on barbecue. But once y'all said it had other stuff there, and I was like, okay, I'll try it out. But man, after leaving there, I was like, I'm gonna make it a purpose to go back to Charlotte, visit my uncle, just to go back up there and go to that restaurant. <laughs> so it was a is a barbecue restaurant, and I, it's a, North Carolina supposedly is the where barbecue originated i know there's people that will argue that all over the country i don't know that's just what they say in north carolina they created barbecue in that fashion and it, a lot of it it's kind of like vinegar based or whatever but they have some fantastic food there regardless of it originated in the state or not it was great <laughs> you remember the name of that restaurant um, uh smoke pit smokehouse smoke? or something Something to do with barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Smokehouse? Yeah, I, I'll get the name of it and I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can go check it out. If you everybody that is in the area or, needs to go there. <laughs> or what you could do is go ahead and hit up Outdoor Dynamics on social media and ask them the name of that restaurant. He'll tell it to you. All right. It was good. It was yeah, definitely very good. It's definitely but, worth um, going if you're if you're nearby. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have a interview conversation with the match directors um, for the 2021 South Carolina sectional championship that's coming up in April 30th through May 2nd. So that's oh, yeah? be the, um, the conversation piece. And it's going to be kind of interesting because you don't just have one match director. You really have like three and a half in a way I like to describe it. I know one of them. Yeah, actually, I know all three and a half of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey what, before we get too far um off of nc section we or i personally met the great jay beal as steve anderson describes him yes i know you you guys knew each other before but i've never met him well actually we only knew each other from social media and it was like oh, okay the bridge was between steve and myself steve anderson so okay. But we right. never met each other physically. But when I seen him, I was like, man, this guy looks familiar. Where do I know him from? And I'm starting to go through the Rolodex. And then he was like, hey, I know you. <laughs> and then that's how it happened, you know. So and I was like, yeah, well, good. We finally meet, you know. <laughs> so that was a great. Yeah, it was cool. He had a great match, too, shooting oh, yeah, uh, carry optics. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, go check out Jay Bill on social media and he has some great runs there in North Carolina shooting the carry optics division. And if you don't know, um, he is one of the people that Steve Anderson from andersonshooting.com sponsors. 
Yep. But um, you have any other words you want to talk about before we go to this commercial break? Well, we're going to get into the interview with the 2021 SC section championship match directors, which would be, which would be interesting. Yes. yes. Um, and I just want to thank uh, Gun Butter, uh, the Blue Bullets, Sharpshooters, and Hunters HD Gold for um, their sponsorship help and, and uh, helping me continue with this game and, and do what I do. Yeah. Now, outside of the one RO that was in Florida at the Area 6 match who was asking for the podcast to come back, now we have to tell Brian from Hunter HD Gold, Brian Conley, that the podcast is back and hopefully we are fulfilling your listening pleasures while you travel from match to match. (laughs) (laughs) I posted a little clip of of you guys in the booth that – was it Eric, uh, oh, nationals? That was at nationals. Yeah. I yeah. You were, he was trying to record a, uh, little promo thing or whatever. It was funny. Well, the, the best part about that is if you, anybody happens to see that video on Dave's page is that Brian was just down range recording the super squad and he was down there for like two hours, the whole time, no break or anything. So when we came back up, I was like listening to him talking. I was like, he's a little dehydrated. So I gave him a power aid and just listening to him talk because, you know, he's high energy. And I was like, okay, he needs to calm down and he's about to pass out. Something, something's wrong. Yeah. So he was like, Hey, I'll be right back. I got to go do this for somebody. And uh, I was like, all right. So I went ahead and took the gear back to the truck and um, unloaded the gear. And then we all met back up at his tent. But by then he had already sat down and got some fluid in him, and you could tell, he was still on high wire, but he wasn't as bad as he was when I first seen him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, but, good. Brian's a good dude. Yeah, but Brian, um, I do want to thank you for what you're doing for the sport of shooting. It means a lot, and your product is phenomenal, and it is helping out a lot of shooters in a big way. It is. Yeah. definitely is. Let's go ahead and um, – head over to this commercial break and then come back for the interview. Whereas um, Dave will be a part of this interview as well. So please stay in your seat and let's check out these words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Hutch with Phoenix Trinity. You're listening to M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, Go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is... I think second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at 
theguncleaners.com. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And this time, the conversation is with the match director for the 2021 South Carolina sectional. Or should I just actually say the match directors for the South Carolina sectional? So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce Todd Holmes, the mad scientist, Dave, okay. and my buddy, Lucky. So, <laughs> how's everyone doing? How's everyone? Doing good, good. Lucky, doing well, man. Doing well. <laughs> Lucky, you need to smile a little bit more when we have these conversations. <laughs> I'm always smiling, man. Always. All right. So, I want to go ahead and bring everybody up to speed as what's taking place with the 2021 South Carolina sectional. And this time it's being ran a little bit different because technically we're going to have three and a half match directors, but there's a lot of moving pieces that are in play right now. And right now I'm just sitting back and this is like an educational level within the sport at the level I'm at right now. So I want to go around the room and then get everybody's take on how they feel the match is coming together, and then what should everybody expect? And we'll start off with you, Lucky. Uh, man, I've been very pleased. Um, I know going into this, uh, it was honored to have Belton come on board. Um, they had a, a new young match director in Todd that's eager to learn and, and get things rolling there. Um, so we knew he was going to need some assistance, and uh, we awarded them the section match for the next two years so this year we're going to use it as uh you know the four of us working together and you know Todd kind of assisting us and learning uh as we move along and next year we'll kind of flip roles and Todd will take the lead and uh we'll assist him as he builds his team um as far as my block we kind of broke up in blocks and you know I took on staff and uh you know we kind of worked together in each thing and um it just alleviated some of the pressure off of each major block um, and let us focus on our particular uh, entity. So I've really enjoyed the process. Things are coming together well, uh, you know, way faster than I thought it would. Kind of got a late start uh, with a club backing out um, due to some complications and um, you're just honored, man, to have to work with such a good team and such good sponsors and uh, had an outpour of staff coming in. Uh, still would love to have some more. We, we need about 15 more people. Uh, if you're interested in that, we'd love for you to reach out, you know, to us uh, through our Facebook page or our emails. Information will be out there for you to, to click on and contact us. Uh, we won't be turning anybody away. Uh, that wants to help. Hey, that's it right there. So now let me go ahead and uh, move the mic to Todd, who is the official match director for USPSA at Belton as of now. But 
you're kind of in the co-pilot seat when it comes to doing the sectional for next year. What is your take and how is your outlook on all this? Well, I appreciate Lucky calling me old, 46 old, 46 years young, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're good. Um, looking forward to working the match, um, working with a great team. Dalton Gun Club's got a great facility. We've got all the bays are rock this year. We'll have our six competition bays. Plus, we're going to select the four other bays that we're going to use on a visit upcoming. They're all available for us, and we'll have a side match in the chrono. So we'll be utilizing 12 bays of the club. My block is really facilitating this year the Belt and Gun Club facility, making sure everything is up and running, up to speed. The logistics are all perfect and all that, and learning from the team and working with the team as we put this together. I've had some past experience of running some bigger matches with doing the war match at the Belt and Gun Club and everything, but learning the USPSA ins and outs and rules along with becoming a new match director and having this team support me in that aspect and finding this match at the same time is a huge endeavor, and it's great to be a part of this team to do that. Hey, well... First of all, I, I do want to commend you for stepping up to take the position of match director for Belton. Um, that says a lot about you as a person. But at the same time, everybody who I've spoken with, especially the number of times I went to Belton to shoot, I think that is a fantastic facility. But you just jumped in with little experience, and it's like you've got a lot of space to fill in the shoes for the people that are around you with neighboring clubs. So I want to commend you for taking that challenge on head on. Yep. We'll do it. And we're going to do it well. And it takes a village to do these matches as any match director is going to say, there's a good local team that all went and got their ROs with me that are going to help on setup, help on match day. So really without them, I'm just the guy driving the bus without them this match wouldn't be successful. And that goes for any club in any of that area. So they're all greatly appreciated for that. So they spoken like a true leader. Now my main man, of course, <laughs> y'all just got finished hearing us talk not too long ago before the commercial breaks, but the mad scientist is working his scientifical stew. <laughs> and yeah. I honestly think that is the hardest part because you're doing all the technical stuff far as paperwork slash computer stuff. I think you just made up a word that sounded pretty cool. Scientifical. I like it. Hey, hey, uh, hey that's yeah. what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> but what, what's your take on it and your outlook on it, Dave? Yeah, so I'm glad we actually have the South Carolina state match in South Carolina for the next couple of years. That, that's a change in itself. <laughs> Um, we've had a little trouble finding ranges to uh, to step up and want to do it. it. I mean, it is a big undertaking. Um, so, you know, I can kind of understand why. But it's also a great opportunity for, for the club, for the range, um, for the area. So I'm glad that um, that Todd and his group, you know, offered to, uh, to you know, offered interest in the match. And, and it, they have a great range there. I've shot there a couple times. And uh, I think it's going to be a great match. And we're we're gonna we're gonna stick to um, a format that I think people in our area have uh, grown to love. We're gonna do the um, the half day format. So you're you're shooting a whole ten stage major match in half a day, um, either a.m. or p.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday. 
So we're going to have smaller squads. It's going to be real similar to um, what you've seen at the North Carolina section matches or Georgia section matches the last couple of years. Um, it, it, it seems to work really well for everyone involved, really. The, the staff does your resetting of the stages, running the tablets, timers, that sort of thing. Um, so shooters just come shoot and have a good time. Um, but but my block, I guess, I'm right now I'm working with the uh, registration through practice score and getting all that set up. And um, then then I'm diving into the stage designs, uh, you know, pretty deep there. We've got to get something going. Um, I've already got I'm already started on it pr pretty well into it. I'm about halfway through all the stage stuff, but we'll get something submitted to USPSA for approval and. I'll be there on the range, um, putting these things on the ground. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to, um, looking at the stage designs and actually building the stage designs because of the fact just getting finished with the CRO course. Um, and, um, my imagination is wide open and I'm just ready to learn a little bit more about, you know, calling from a different, you know, officiating a stage from a different perspective at, a sectional match or state match, you know, so I'm actually looking forward to it all and all. But even when you turn around and you look at it, my section, my little block that I have to do is just handle sponsorship. So for anybody who's listening, we do have a few sl slots left open for um, stage sponsors. And if you want to be a part of the South Carolina sectional match, hey, just hit us up at South Carolina sectional championship at gmail.com and we'll get you a sponsorship packet and bring you aboard and watch all the fun everybody will have at this match. Hey Mike, real quick, man. Uh, you know, not quite such a little block. You're a little modest, man. That's one of the most <laughs> important blocks we have. Um, so definitely appreciate you looking out for us there. Uh, You've done an excellent job, man. We appreciate the podcast. Appreciate all your hard work and diligence uh, as well as Dave and uh, Ty. Um, man, I am honored to be the South Carolina section coordinator. We have such a great state, man. And uh, so don't undersell yourself, man. You've done a great job of bringing on some of the top sponsors in the business, man. We are honored to have them on the team and, um, you know, really, really encourage you guys to start looking at these sponsors as they're coming out and uh, spend your money with them, man. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, these guys are going above and beyond to come on board and support what we love. So I encourage you to uh, spend a couple dollars. Yeah. Um, well, I do appreciate the kind words, but you know how it goes for me. I'm just doing something I really do enjoy. Um, at the same time, when you look at everything that is taking place, what it comes down to is everybody enjoying the same level of fun in what we do, which is supporting the second amendment. We are all trying to be fast on the gun, some faster than others. But we're all doing what we enjoy. That's what the bottom line really comes down to. That's right. But, but um, we do want to um, go ahead and give a big thanks to Lead Star Arms and Palmetto State Armory for coming on as the title, title match sponsor with um, Blazon, Akai, and Brazos coming on as the match sponsors. And Hunter's HD Gold, Premier Hearing, Lucky Shot Firearms, Steel Target Paint, Shooters Connection, M-W Tactical, Barber's Training Solution, Soltac, Mark Pickett Steelworks, um, coming on as stage sponsors as of now, 
and um, primary arms as a contributor. So I think we're rocking and rolling right now as far as um, coming together with everybody making this match a success. So um, I do want to talk about, so everybody can get the gist of how this works. So the last two years, the match was at Low Country in Myrtle Beach, Battle at the Beach. This year and next year, it will be in Belton, South Carolina. So how do the different clubs get selected for a match of this caliber? Oh, that's a good question, man. We really have people burning up the phone lines to do these matches. <laughs> uh, no, we're a little unique in South Carolina, man. We, we have some great clubs. Some really don't have the facilities and the bays to host a match of this size. So we're kind of limited really to three clubs. One of the clubs is uh, Palmetto Gun Club. They're in a little transition right now, uh, trying to get a new match director uh, affiliated there to where uh, we can start having matches there again. Uh, MCRC uh, done it for many, many years and uh, kind of got burned out and needed a, needed a break. So uh, we was at a loss for a while of having a club to do it, which is how we ended up in Low Country. And, you know, so thankful to Mike Fritz and uh, the Low Country crew for taking the match on for two years. Uh, we brought Belton on board uh, roughly a year and a half, two years ago um, as a, a, a asset to our, our state, man. It, they have a uh, second to none facility. They they have some awesome bays, awesome people there that run it. Um, great president. Um, all in all, they're just great for the two-way community in general, whether you shoot USPSA, IDPA, uh, Trap and Ski, wh whatever it may be, uh, their facility will, will accommodate you. Um, so when we brought them on board, uh, um, they had a different match director, but their goal was always to, to get some of these level two matches. And um, going through the transition of Todd coming on board and uh, didn't think they was quite ready, but we was at a spot to where we didn't have a club to host it with um, um, and was kind of left high and dry to where either we was going to have it at Belton or we was going to have to not have a match. So uh, Todd suggested, Hey man, let's work together as a team and get this thing done. So, you know, we're honored to, to have the opportunity to work with Belton and their team and the four of us of uh, kind of bridging gaps where we can to make this uh you know, the best level two match out there. Uh, we want to we want to put together stages and a pleasant experience for the shooter to where um, they leave here with them, not only uh, um, enjoy shooting the match, but just enjoy their weekend um, and explore the area in Anderson and Greenwood, Greenville, and um, just have a pleasant weekend. That's it right there. So, Todd, since you will be the official match director for the sectional for 2022, let me ask you, what is the more difficult challenge you had putting this match together as of now? As of now, it's coming into a team that's been gelled together and learning how to communicate and how to talk and be a part of the team and can feel like I'm contributing because you guys are all very well organized and it's just finding my feet under me. But I think we've got a great team after the first couple meetings that I found my, my footing and it's going forward and figuring out how we can make this best for the shooters. And I want to kind of hit on something David Lyell said with the half day format and how this area of the country does that. There's people outside of this area looking in going, how do we duplicate what this area of the country is doing for our matches? And I've talked to some people taking some classes this last weekend 
where they're like, you guys do what? Seriously, these, and I listed off all the matches in this, the major matches in this area. And they're like, okay, we got to start going to those type thing. And these were people from five, six, seven, ten 10 hours up, out and some classes I took this weekend. So it's pretty awesome that this area is getting known for that. Yeah, that's it right there. So Dave, you and I talk yeah. regularly. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you was the main one that was encouraging me to do more major matches. But one thing you always said to me was, do the major matches and your imagination will flow when it comes to stage designs because it will open it up. But at the same time, you will have a lot of fun doing these matches as a shooter. Yeah, yeah. Now, off of the advice you gave me and you're setting up this match, do you look at it the same way? Yes, um, but but from the match director perspective there's there's a little more to consider um in addition to that but yeah yeah um you know i want stages to be unique and fun um entertaining for the shooters um but we have to be a little cautious with with the complexity of some of the props you know we can't get too too carried away with with some things that i might do at my local match um prop wise um you know to to keep the stages robust so you know we don't have any prop failures or anything and um you know make sure the match flows like like we need it to yeah that's a good thing but i would honestly say i think you might have to pull the reins then on um travis pew pew crane a little bit (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) he's been a great asset to me um at csra shooters he is been a tremendous help and he brings a different um design perspective that that i don't have which i think is cool but yeah you know <laughs> he's aware <laughs> yeah. now um lucky and todd we both all three of us done a class this weekend so todd just got finished with the ro class and lucky and myself we just got finished with the cro class now One thing I have determined after this weekend is the fact I will never take another class with Lucky again. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I cut up so much in that class. (laughs) It's a wonder I learned anything walking out of it. We cracked so many many jokes in that class, man. It was, man, oh, man, oh, man. That was a video to be made right there. All did it really, man. (laughs) <laughs> well, he was joining in on the cracking jokes. So. <laughs> that was the fun part about it. But from taking that class, the CRO class, and lucky the conversations you and I had when we was doing the hands-on portion as far as building the stages, and both of us picked up that a lot of people was going overboard with trying to meet and cater to certain rules. And I think our mindsets were the same. But are you going to go into the section of what that same relaxed mentality or are you going to turn it up a notch? Uh, I think you have to turn it up a little bit just because of the level of competition um, and scrutiny that the section matches should have. Um, you know, Paul, you know, he hit us pretty hard on some fault lines, kind of being crappy you know, and yeah. different things of that nature. But you're dealing with, uh, you know, a higher level of competition. Shooters are paying top dollar. And uh, they deserve 
um, high quality stages. Um, and that's all in the details. You know, a high quality stage to me doesn't necessarily have to be some complex 10 activator stage, but what it should be is straight fault lines, no tripping hazards, safety for the shooter, easy to reset, flows well, it's fun. Um, that's the kind of stuff that we want to make sure we're focusing on as a section. We want the match to be challenging for uh, everybody, um, the GM shooter as well as the D-class shooter. But we also want it to be fun, safe, um, to where we can get people through there. We want people to walk to our stages and say, hey, they put supreme effort in this. Um, and we want to make sure not only does the stage function well, but it looks the part. That's it right there. Um, I totally agree with you. I don't think you need a lot of props to make the stage look cool. Something simple can make the stage look phenomenal. You know, um, just like at Nationals, they just put up the new classifiers for um, 2020. And the three that they put up were all basic stages, but I do believe those were the more fun stages for me at Nationals as well. You know, so something easy can be a lot more complex than what you really think. You know, so I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I totally agree with what you're saying. When's registration opening? Yes, that will be a good, a great question right there. So when will registration <laughs> for the South Carolina sectional taking place April 30th through May 2nd in Belton, South Carolina? So registration will open November the 16th at 8 p.m. Uh, cost of the match will be $150 uh, per competitor with a $50 discount for junior shooters. Um, we will have an opportunity to purchase hats and T-shirts if you guys are interested in that. Uh, we'll have food vendors, hotel information, all will be uh, on the sign-up link. And, man, we, we are looking forward to uh, continuing this great, great uh, tradition that um, South Carolina's had over the past five to six years, man. We, we've turned out some great matches and had some great competitions for some of the top shooters in the country. That's it right there. So now, um, will the sign-up be on match sign-up or practice score? Listen, it might make some people mad. I have no idea why we still do matches on match sign-up. Maybe there's a good reason. I just don't know. It, <laughs> uh, it will be on practice score. So it's, you can actually find the match on practice score right now. Uh, registration is not officially open, but you search for 2021 SC section championship and, it, and it'll show up there on practice score. Once registration opens, you'll be able to get in. That's it. So head on over to Facebook and look up the Facebook page for the sectional. So if anybody wants to relay that information, feel free. Yeah, the same information David just says, 2021 SC sectional, or you can spell out South Carolina. It'll pull it up either way. Um, there are two pages. We have a South Carolina section page, and we have a 2021 section championship page. You'll want to be on the section championship page to get all the latest information on the upcoming match. All right. And then if anybody wants any more information, pertaining to the match as far as um, sponsorship or you just want to work, please email sectionalchampionship at gmail.com. Um, anybody want to have any last words before we depart? 
I'm gonna beat you at Toys for Tots, Mike. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I can already tell you that's not going to happen, but okay. <laughs> All right. But um, like we say, please head on over to Facebook. And um, we're working on an Instagram page right now for the South Carolina sectional. So all this information will be relayed on both um, entities. But head on over there. Check out the information that's being put out. Videos will be coming soon. And I'm looking forward to a great match that is taking place in South Carolina since it was at Myrtle Beach the past two years. And they had some great matches, and I'm hoping we'll be able to facilitate what they have put on to con continue with the tradition moving forward. Um, last but not least, I want to thank the committee, as I call it, for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast and talking about the South Carolina sectional for a little bit. Um, Todd, I do want to give you a big round of applause because I believe you are keeping the sport alive in that section of the state in Belton, South Carolina. So I commend you for what you're doing, man. Appreciate lucky. it, sir. Yeah, lucky. You're just lucky, and we will continue to crack <laughs> jokes, but <laughs> it is what it is. But I do, you know, actually look up to you. By being the state coordinator, you do have a lot going on. And I believe a lot of people complain to you more than you actually take credit for, you know? And a lot of people will be like, man, stop crying, but you actually resolve issues. So I do want to give you um, a big pat on the back for that as well. Thanks, man. It's, it's all, all part of the job, man. We enjoy it. Right. And then um, my main man, Dave, um, I definitely got to give you two thumbs up because you take on some stressful stuff and don't even drop a bead of sweat. <laughs> that's yeah, it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, man. <laughs> gotta be something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you're the mad scientist. That's all we can say. <laughs> all right. So if y'all don't have anything else to say, um, I do want to thank y'all for coming on to the podcast and we will be bringing you back on again before the match so we can get more information and what everybody will have to look forward to prior to April. All right. So without further ado, please stay in your seats and hear a few words from our sponsors. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunters HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunters HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. 
find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you can't wait for Tuesday, go listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can even purchase M-W Tactical apparel. But please, go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting in the realm of the two-way community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.